At $200, a Super Nintendo setup costs twice as much as the old system. For the money, the company promises better pictures, sound, and adventure. Now you're playing with power, super power. You're the king, I tell you! You're king! Only for Super NES. Listening to the SNES podcast with your host, Soul Blazer. Hello, everybody. This is Triple NES Podcast, episode number 216. Uh, I am Greg. He is Joe. Hello. And we are now starting um, another series of games, which is not, which is similar in some ways to the games, like the games that we just covered before. Uh, you know, like you know, a bunch of platformers and shooters, but these are not movie-related games. Um, so uh, we're actually covering in this episode an interesting game to talk about, at least for like uh, you know, you know, like at least because of how decisive that this game is, and, and, and you know, like maybe Joe and I will disagree on our opinions about this game as we get into it anyway. But um, it's definitely um, you know, nothing else. This is, if nothing else, this is an interesting game to talk about, which is to talk about which is why. Um, which I want to cover this in the podcast. We're going to cover the Super NES port. Uh, I use the word port loosely here. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, like the classic arcade game Space Ace. So, um, yeah, interpretation, I think, would be the best uh, way to explain it rather than a port. <laughs> um, I guess you could also use the word like reimagining, but. Yeah, there you um, go. Let's see. Uh, just the. Uh, uh, or like you know, like um, you know the um, you know the Wikipedia article actually the, um, the, uh, uh, the Wikipedia article on the game actually calls it a version a version of the, of the game. So, yeah. um, which that that works too. But yeah. But but anyway, yeah. So uh, Space Ace will probably be to most people listening to the podcast, but uh, the podcast. But just in case, like you don't know uh, um, um, uh, know about it very much, because very much because to be fair, this, to be fair, this is an old game. Uh, we'll talk about the game a little bit because that knowledge will also help you understand how Visit the Super NES version of the game compares to the original like arcade version of the game. So, um, so uh, Space Ace was the second uh, of the so-called um, uh, like a uh, like you know the, like a uh, Don Gluff trilogy of, of like um, uh, like a games. Uh, it was a uh, uh, um, like it was a. Uh, uh, um, a laserdisc game, uh, which released for arcades back in December 1983, uh, shortly after like uh, the first, the, the, uh, uh, shortly after the first game, the first game Drag- Dra- Dra- Dragon's Lyric had come out. Uh, laserdisc games were a brief fad in the 80s, uh, uh, in the early 80s, at the same time the vector graphic games were games like across the rage. Um, uh, there's a lot more information you can find online, podcast articles, whatever, talking about the um, um, to, to type. Uh, talking about the rise and fall like the laserdisc games, but in a, but in a nutshell, they were basically uh, arcade caps that, uh, that that ran everything like off like a laserdisc, but uh, using a laser uh, laserdisc player. For those of you really young out there, laserdiscs were in competition for a while with like you know other other media formats uh, in the eighties to try to offer an improved quality of home release for movies and whatnot that you could get on um, you know. Like, you know, they get like the like VHS or like a um, or beta at the time. I remember, I remember as a kid, a friend of mine had a laser disc, had a laser, had a laser, had a laser, had a laser disc player, and he had the Star Wars trilogy on that, which is like fun to watch on laser disc because 
uh, the quality was definitely better. Uh, quality was definitely better for these movies than anything I had to be just the time. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah. I was actually gonna jump in and interject that you know it's basically the early precursor to DVDs. Uh, yes. A lot of Laserdiscs were the first ones to really uh, not only improve the quality of the video that you'd be watching, but um, included audio commentaries and some special features. Um, I remember uh, the first Laserdisc movie that I ever actually had any experience with was, um, I believe it was Mallrats or Clerks um, that my friend okay. had. And, Interesting uh, movies to be on the laser disc. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and like you know, it, it had Kevin Smith's uh, commentary, and like he kind of jokingly, um, infamously made a, a you know joke about how laser disc laser disc was the <laughs> uh, superior format, and that like DVD was not going to last. Uh, so <laughs> that that is uh, that is definitely a footnote in history. But yeah, I wanted to interject that real quick that's fine yeah yeah like laser disc was crazy and it's it's amazing that you know you can literally see the evolution of like media in general like you know and obviously this is a little bit off topic but like you know you had reel to reel and eight millimeter and things of that nature and then you had your vhs and beta and then you have laser disc and then they had what what was it like uh it was cassette disc or something like that. It was something like that, big. yes. Yep, yep. Yeah, and like those were the competing, and then it just turned into DVD and eventually Blu-ray, and here we are with like 4K Blu-rays and digital now. Like it's it's crazy to think like how much the media has changed over the course of just 20 years, never mind 30 to 40 years. Yeah, uh, it also yeah, it also be pointed out. Uh, to point out that these th- you uh, laser discs were huge. They were about the size of like records. So like you know, yeah. uh, yeah. but um, like you know, like I actually um, I remember. So I remember being like a used bookstore a couple years ago, and they actually had laser discs uh, um, out for sale. And I remember, and I remember they basically had a sign a sign in front of them saying basically these are not records. Re- it's not <laughs> records. These are records. These are pre DVD optic video discs. Yeah. If you buy one, 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 the hardware. Please don't, because they won't right. be able to play it. <laughs> um, That's great. But uh, yeah, they were around for a long time, actually. Uh, um, um, actually, actually got launched in the U.S. 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 Um, as a matter of fact, uh, Laserdisc players were made in Laserdisc players player made player made in two thousand nine. Um, Pioneer oh, wow. would so serve and Pioneer and Pioneer would so service them until twenty twenty. You know, so despite it being a niche format, it like, did pretty well. But yeah, um, there were there were however some there were however some serious drawbacks or drawbacks to Laserdiscs. Uh, one is they were expensive. You know, uh, comparatively speaking, both the yeah. players and also the and also and also and also the discs themselves, uh, they scratched very easily. Uh, um, 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 easier than CDs did. So you really had to be really, yeah. you really, you really had to be ginger with them. Also, um, depending upon depending upon how, um, uh, also my experience has been that, and most people 
the experience it also seems like it seems they have had similar problems and the problem uh, is the problem of uh, place problem like buying them used it's like you know like disc rot and and uh, disc rot and, and and other malfunctions keeping you from playing the disc in the first place is also right. is also common the lifespan the lifespan of the disc was not as long as like say DVDs or VHS tapes because um, so you may buy a disc nowadays that looks fine but whether or not it would play or not it's a whole different story so uh, we have to be careful like about that. So, yeah. um, and the player and the players themselves were were clunky and reliable and prone to break down, which also was a big problem with the Legend players in the arcades because because the companies that made these games um, like Space Age, Ace, they would simply buy the cheapest stock Legend players that were available right. in the companies, which weren't very good to begin with. So, um, the, like, like so, like a big problem, a big problem, a big problem with like these like uh, Laserdisc-based video games, and they're and they're and one, one of the big reasons the format eventually which the fad, the fad that crashed and burned was was burned that the, the arcade owners would spend more time with the machine down than the machine actually working in order because those like players. So. Um, so that's pretty much, you know, that and the high development cost, and all that, that cost killed it, as well as also the very limited replayability of these games, because, because, because as great as Dragon, Dragon Slayer Space Ace and Dragon Slayer 2 were to watch, the cartoon, the cartoon work on them was just amazing, but the actual, the actual playability was not that, was not that deep. Yeah, I mean, you know, people pumping quarters to, to quarters for a while to figure out, to figure out, to figure out what moves you had to comedy you had to do to, to beat the games. Um, you know, because because all three games, you have to do a certain number of joystick of joystick pushes and buttons at the right time to to to, to advance to, to advance in the game. Like otherwise, you die. Uh, once you figure that out, the game lost all the um, you know the game lost all the um, the game lost all the, the game lost all the, like replay value. So yeah. uh, between the game having very between the game having very little shelf little shelf life as it was, and also the and also the players being prone to break down. Um, you know that the whole is just the whole laserdisc thing was pretty much a short lived fad. So, um, but uh, but yeah, Space Ace, Space Ace did try to address some of the problems that Dragons there had. However, as far as that um, as far as that went, um, uh, the basic plot of this game, the, the plot of this game is kind of similar to um, kind of similar to Dragon Slayer, just like set like in the future instead. Uh, we control like a hero, like hero, like hero, like hero, like little. Um, uh, like a hero uh, who's named Dexter, um, and you're trying to rescue, like rescue your girlfriend, and stop Commander Borf who wants to use it, who wants to use like Inferno Ray to turn like Earthling like the infants. So yeah. uh, one of the gimmicks for, for, for Space Age, however, however, like always trying to make the game easier for, for players, yeah, it's for Dragon Lair, was every now and then you get the ability to energize, which allows you to turn into Ace, uh, the super, the super studly superhero version version of Dexter, and you could do certain things in the game are easier to do with Ace. Um, it is possible to play through. Uh, it is possible to play all the way through Space Age without energizing, but you know, definitely doing it doing it carefully carefully does it does help does help uh, with the rougher areas of the game. It makes the game like overall yeah. easier. So. Uh, also, also some of the some of the controls were, were some some of the controls were also were, were, were also modified a little bit to make it a little bit easier. Space Ace is not quite as demanding on you as as having to um, you know, you know um, having that, that that window to do the precise moves is not quite as bad. Space Ace as Space Ace like in Dragon's Lair. So uh, overall, the game's a little the, um, uh, uh, overall the game's a little bit easier a little bit easier for that. There's also multiple paths uh, that. Like a lot of the scenes, but it also helps out, and and, and uh, skill levels can be selected uh, this time as well too. But I mean, like you know, 
uh, if you play the game, um, obviously, obviously, you really can take advantage of that. If you do a home version of the game, if you're playing this in the arcade, you're the mercy of whatever the arcade the, the arcade has, has set at. But you know, but you know, uh, um, uh, but uh, but you know, easy, medium, and hard were uh, you know like respectable as far as flex far that goes. So the combination of all those things was done. By the team, and it, by the team, it's like an effort to address some of the concerns and complaints people had of the Flavor Dragon's Lair. And, you know, they, they, they definitely helped. You know, I still think, um, you know, you know, I still think Space Ace is not a great game, but it is important for the history, uh, history and what it like brought to the table. And, like, I, and like, I do think overall Space Ace is a, like an easier game to play and not quite as frustrating um, as, um, as Dragon's Lair is. Yeah. Um, what's your experience at history, like history like this game, Joe? Uh, so <clears throat> I remember Dragon's Lair in the arcade. I can vividly remember seeing Dragon's Lair in the arcade. Uh, Space Ace and even Dragon's Lair 2, I never once saw these in the arcade at all. Um, so I, my first experience with Space Ace, um, was through emulation and early rough animation uh emulation in the early 2000s um that just was really clunky super slow uh even with my at the time my voodoo fx2 um which was so impressive um <laughs> you know i i thought that it would it would run no it, no issue but um there was clearly some issues uh, also i was just getting into emulation and really emulation in general was really in its infancy in that time sure um thankfully at that time also uh I, i'm assuming the don bluth company if not some um subsidiary of that uh recognized that with the dvd format um, these games could be revitalized and possibly be profitable. Um, so they did release a DVD set of Dragon's Lair, Dragon's Lair 2, and Space Ace. Um, these versions are the versions that were, would later be ported to PS3, PS4, PS5, what, you know, whatever they got now. Um, but, this is where it started. You had to use your DVD remote, which was fitting because that's kind of how it was in the arcade. You just had your directionals and your one button for the action. Right. Um, and you would, you know, I remember it being slightly easier than the arcade, but that's not saying much. Uh, I think it did, you know, inc that increased time window that was there for Space Ace. Um, I think they you know, incorporated into all three games. Uh, so it did make Dragon Slayer a little easier. Um, but yeah, this was really my first um, experience with Space Ace was being at home with my DVD player, uh, which I guess is prime because you, you know, one gets to see the entire game at your own leisure. Um, but also like they had the option you could watch just the cartoon and it would just play through or um if you really needed the help they did have a uh option where like the screen would light up when you needed to go in a certain yes, direction I, yep 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 um so that. that that made it a lot easier um so if you wanted to actually play through the game uh you know you could do that and again you know the ports for the different systems that uh this trilogy eventually came out on um, all incorporated those quality of life features um, and made these games a lot easier to play down the line. Um, today, playing these games is a breeze. Um, 
until you go to Fun Spot in North New Hampshire. Uh, I believe Fun Spot is the only place, other than probably Galloping Galaxies, that has a working uh, Dragon's Lair cabinet. Um, I mean, obviously, they've had re- reproductions that have come with the like the I arcade and whatever else, but um, I'm talking like real hardware with the actual laser disc. Um, I believe those two are the only two places that have at least advertised uh, working ones, and I have played the original there um, at Fun Spot, um, and it's a totally different experience. So, um, yeah, those machines. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, like we were talking about, those machines are very hard to keep running. So because, yeah. but um, but uh, you know, they actually. Um, they, uh, they they probably use a Sony ODP player uh, to, to play the disc because the fact that you know they, 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 because the original Pioneer ones they're so like unviable. So yeah, and I mean if, if you couldn't tell through my explanation of everything, like I absolutely love Space Ace. Um, like I think they did such a good job with it. It was a fitting sequel yet kind of spinoff uh, for Dragon's Lair, and really just kind of built up the hype for what would be Dragon's Lair 2 when that was released. Yeah, definitely. Um, that's a good segue. So as I was talking about, Space Ace, we did get numerous, numerous ports uh, that go over the years. Uh, way back when in the 80s, um, you know, the games released for computers as well, which tried to, which, which tried to emulate the, the, um, uh, the animated hand-drawn footage you uh, used in the game. Like like uh, um, uh, like varying degrees like success. Um, all, all these game like all these ports obviously like disc based because of how old because of how because of the time period the eighties and whatnot. So um, you could buy the game for Amiga, Apple the Apple II, Atari ST, DOS, uh, DOS and Macintosh. Uh, later on, they also released they, they also released a CD-ROM version of the game. Uh, there was a sequel. There was a sequel created to uh, create for the for the game in the late eighties. Uh, Space H Space, Space H two Borf's Revenge, uh, which was only available um, uh, 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 lightless computers and is not ported to modern systems. Modern systems looks like so. Okay, uh, that makes sense because I'm like I didn't even know there was a sequel, but that makes sense if it was yeah. uh, for the you know like the Amstrad and like the Amiga and stuff like that. Right. So the game also, like the game also, the, the, the game also was released for the Philips, uh, uh, the Philips CDI, the Sega CD. Um, there also was the, um, uh, you know, there also was a, there also was Dragon Lair's the Dragon's Lair deluxe deluxe patch, uh, a pack that Joe was just like that, that, that Joe that, that, that we were talking that we were talking about. Mm-hmm. Uh, Daphne's also an option. Uh, if you have the if you have the actual original original laser disc, you can just add. Um, there's an emulator. There's an emulator that they created that called Daphne, which you, which you, which you can download to play uh, Dragon's Lair one and two and Space Ace. If they had the original, they had the original disc. So, um, so the game is also available on iOS. I, um, you know, I don't know if it still is on there, but it was on there eventually at one point. Uh, the game is also available like on Wii, uh, you know, PS3, Android, uh, Steam. It's on Steam still currently. Um, uh, you know, like modern consoles, PS4, PS5, Xbox, um, like so, uh, um, that's down there, like down there, like down there, like as well too. So, um, and also, like obviously, want you, enough uh, want you, uh, arcade went up. Also, uh, it also, also sells the cat that has all three games on as well too. 
So. Oh, that I didn't know. Nice. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. Like, it's recreation. Like, uh, like yeah. Like, uh, I, I, yeah. Like, the usual. Like, usually. Like, the usual. Like, recreation. The recreation. Recreation. Like, the arcade cab with the controls and whatnot. Yeah. yeah. Uh, like, it has Dragon's Air 1 and 2 in Space Ace uh, uh, nice. uh, 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 on it. So. Um, so, yeah. So. So, uh, uh, so, yeah, so uh, all three of these games are uh, yes, yeah, so all three of these games are currently available on modern systems, which is nice. So, um, I can go out there, they can play it. Pretty much, pretty much, Switch. The Switch is the only console that's the only modern console which doesn't even have the game. But um, you know, anything else, you know, Steam, PS4, PS5, Xbox, whatever, you know, they can play it with. So, um, you know, as well as the arcade, one off cab, flight room, and go the uh, you know the um, you know the actual authentic quote unquote experience. So. Um, so the game, the game was not as popular in the arcades, play arcades as Dragon's there was, but it was still popular enough. So I just want to make a quick uh, correction. Sure. Uh, Dragon's Lair Trilogy is available on the Switch. It, okay, okay, it is. Yeah, my yeah. sources, my my sources, yeah, my sources, my sources don't, my sources don't the Switch version for some reason. So um, <laughs> yeah, I was like, I have that. I was like, <laughs> I'm almost hundred <laughs> percent sure it's there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that makes sense. But it probably. Were, um, but okay, yeah, yeah. Sorry about that. My, uh, thanks. Uh, my sources, like I said, just just to mention that. So um, anyway, so they wanted to try to get the game both Dragon's Air and Space Age, like uh, Space Age, Space Age, on some cartridge-based systems as well too. But you know, the NES, Super NES, Genesis, whatever. But, but, but of course, obviously, there was no way to be able to port uh, a, a game as sophisticated and fancy as as these games. As these games, like they're like. Top quality level cartoon graphics on a like on a, like a card based system. I mean, like you know, rotographics they could do, like you know, like uh, uh, um, you know, games like your Prince of Persia out of this world, whatever. That was fine, but trying to actually, there was no way that uh, there was just no way that there no way that there no way that they're going to be, be able to port the uh, the actual cartoon uh, graphics like on like a card card based system. So, uh, so instead they like I said they made inspired by or, or, or versions of those games for their like the systems. So, uh, Dragon Slayer was available on both the NES and Super NES. Uh, never, uh, so I never played the Super NES version of the game. We'll probably have to cover it eventually at some point. But the NES version of the game was not very good. There were numerous problems with that problems with that game. So. Um, uh, the, the 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 hit detection of that game was atrocious to begin with. So we did like cover that game. The, the Super NES version. Yeah. Um. Um, apparently, uh, well, we did it. What we did apparently was so bad, I blocked it out of memory. So <laughs> I mean, I mean, you should have because it was that kind of experience. I'm actually going back right now to find out uh, which episode it actually was. Because I have strong uh, memories. Like, yeah, because I have. But yeah, because I, I actually, I, yeah, because I have strong memories. I, I have strong memories like playing the NES version of the game. But um, if, you, if, you, if you did copy, if you did copy the Super NES version of it, I, 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 I just remember it, which is, which is saying a lot for how bad it, for how bad it must have been. So, um, so they wanted to do the same thing with Space Ace, um, and they actually, uh, I, I, like, actually. Well, they actually did develop as they actually they actually developed they actually did develop like an NES version of Space Ace as, as well too, which uh, which uh, was only which which never which apparently was finished but but never released. Uh, the ROMs the ROMs never turned up. 
There's only two screenshots of the game. The, uh, the game is available like online. Based on the screenshots, it looks to be the game. The game looks to be, the game looks to be very similar to Kid to, to Dragon's Lair. And yes, that's how that plays. So probably no great loss for the game community that that that, that, that version of the game like never came out. So Dragon's Lair we covered back at episode 141, which was just after the interview with Dan Kitchen that you did, which I believe okay. 141 was my first episode. Oh, okay, yeah. Maybe that's why I don't remember it, but, right. yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. it was, I, like, I, three I, years ago. <laughs> yeah, I actually, yeah, I actually, yeah, I, I, yeah, I actually don't remember playing it. It must have been, like, a very, like, bad game. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was definitely, I remember it was, uh, it was a hell of a way to start uh, my introduction onto the show, and, uh, <laughs> yeah, we, I, we both panned it pretty, pretty hard. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, Space Age for the Super NES, however, is a very different beast, um, they were trying to. Let me see how I can put this. Um, they were trying to emulate the arcade yes. game, uh, the mechanics of the arcade game, into a platformer. Uh, yes. With I was going to uh, say actually, very, yeah. I was going to say very mixed results, but really, it's just all bad. Uh, spoiler. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. I actually, I actually, I actually feel a little bit differently, differently for me about that. Okay. Surprised, but yeah, but but yeah, so yeah. But but yes, thank you. They, the developers the developers are trying to the developers are trying to retain the look and feel, uh, you know, uh, you know, and the gameplay of the play arcade game as best they could, whilst like whilst like reimagining the game of Super NES, taking the Super NES to, NES to take advantage of the hardware that's running on that, they're running that kind of stuff. So um, whether or not whether or not uh, uh, whether or not you think they did a good job of that or not is up to is up to you. But you know, at least. You know, at least give the developers credit for like, trying because they recognize they reckon they recognize what a challenge that would have been, and um, so they're trying like uh, um, so they're trying to do that to, like like the best they could. So, um, Super Nintendo version of the game was developed by a very small company called Oxford Oxford Digital Enterprises, which actually I could which actually I could find very little about on, on like online. Uh, I only found uh, so I only found. So I only found one of the game of theirs, uh, one of the game of theirs that they made, a computer game called Deathbringer for Nintendo One. So um, this company did not appear to be very active, uh, and or they like, and, and or did very much. They probably were poor, they, uh, they probably were tapped to do the game because of the fact that because of the fact that they offered to do it like were cheap. So um, who published the game depending upon depending upon where in the world where, where in the world the game the game was released the game was released at because the game because the game because the game did get did a worldwide release uh, in North America the game the game was published by Absolute um, in Japan Japan was published by Imager and in Europe in Europe it was published by a company called Enterprise uh, Enterprise Interactive so 1994 uh, was the game was the year the game came out like on all three versions so. Um, so having set everything up, uh, um, so having just talked about how that have uh, how they've always tried to make how they try to retain the look and feel of the, the, the arcade game, uh, Joe, what was your what were your impressions and your experiences playing this game? So what this game set out to do, it did. Um, I think the this game very much feels like a arcade interpretation uh, for the Super Nintendo. Um, it's slow. It's methodical. Uh, you need to remember a lot of stuff. Memorization is key in this. Um, but one of the things I found very 
I don't know, upsetting, I guess, would be the best word to use, because I had a lot of expectations going into this, and they were quickly shattered. Um, <laughs> so, the memorization thing is huge. There are points in this game, um, like I said, it, it works like the arcade game, so you do have to move in certain directions, uh, you know, much like you would in the actual cartoon version that you would play in the arcade, and then you have uh, certain areas where you have to jump, and the jump very much feels, this feels, and you might argue this, but um, it, it feels like that Prince of Persia type of animation, um, where it's very slow and methodical, and like you have to really think about all your moves, but everything is moving to the point where like you, you don't have time to think about that. <laughs> um, like I said, I, I commend them for doing what they did here, because the idea, I think, is there in the game. I just think the way it was executed wasn't so good. Um, I personally spent probably way too long on the first level. Um, my exact notes say uh, you will get very familiar with Mountainside. And it seems like that's how the game is set up. Um, the animations are really nice, crisp, clear. Um, I thought the sprites were amazing. Some of the animations, not only just from the beginning with the rotating story that you can't realistically read as it's coming at you, um, or, like, the still shots that you see, or the death animations. Um, all those are very impressive um, and definitely look great on the Super Nintendo. Um, but, man, Commander Borf, right off the bat, he's shooting lasers at you, and it took me probably 20 to 30 deaths to finally just realize that there is one particular spot in the beginning where if you just stand, you don't do anything else, which is totally contrary to any other game that you've probably ever played that's a platformer. There is a point where you can just stand and the lasers will go around you. And then there's a specific point where you need to move to avoid the other lasers. And you won't understand any of that until you actually play the game and understand the memorization that has to come with it. Um, and, and it really sounds like I'm really like poo-pooing on this game, but the reality is like, this is, this is the raw, uh, reality of this game. Like it's very much trying to be the arcade game and that experience of precise movement and action, uh, but in a platformer, which, is not how platformers are played. So there's a lot of like getting used to it and everything else. Um, I did, however, like I said, love the animations. I think the animations are great and whatnot. Um, when I finally did get to a point where I could energize, um, this brings a whole new challenge um, because just you have a pretty good size sprite to begin with. And then when you energize, you become an adult. Um, and as an adult, you're doing the same things you were doing as your kid, except for your sprites a little bit bigger. So that means you're easier to hit. Um, and they give you this really slow reticle so that you can shoot things. Um, cause kids can't have guns. That's a bet. You gotta be an adult to have a gun. Um, and it just moves really slow. Um, and like, uh, 
I don't know, like, this this game wore on me. It really did. Um, I tried very hard to enjoy it. And, uh, yeah, it's just a real negative experience all around. I finally was able to get somewhere because I started just literally every step I would take that was new, I would just hit save state. Save state. <laughs> save state. Like, that was the only way I could do it because I just kept dying so many times. So, like, I tried to play it like this was... I'm playing it on the Super Nintendo. I'm going to take it as it is, like, and we'll see where it goes. And I legit died over 30 times. And what I was saying about how, like, this game is designed knowing that you're not going to get very far, uh, you know, there's not too much to touch on, so I will touch on it here. Like, the music is a 30-second loop. And, yeah, it does change as you progress through the different levels or whatever else. But for the first level, that is a 30-second loop that you are not even supposed to realize is a 30-second loop because you'll be too busy dying. Um, that being said, um, you do get some variety. Um, like I said, you got you know your small ace and your big ace after you energize. Um, but there's also two flying levels, um, which were kind of a nice change, but not really because it's just more of the same. And even more difficult so because you're in a first a ufo uh where it's just kind of like you're you know moving left and right and shooting things and you know avoiding obstacles that's fine uh the second one you're in a different type of spaceship and it's like a maze and uh that one in particular i really got frustrated with um but like i think and the reason i had to use Save states is because when you die in this game, you start back at the beginning of the level. So that's why I said in the beginning, you're going to get to be very familiar with the mountainside and you're going to learn the memorization of where you need to stand or where you need to move because you're going to be doing it so many times. It's not even funny. Um, man, um, jumping. There's, there's a so the first level, you kind of get a taste of it. You, you, you can jump, and it, it has that slow, methodical jump, kind of like Prince of Persia. Um, you can hold the B button to jump a little longer. Um, that comes into play later on in the game. Uh, there is a point where there's, like, these dissolving platforms uh, that you have to jump across. And holding that B button and having it held for the right amount to be able to do the right jump to make it to the other platforms uh ends up becoming very tedious uh that is another spot where you are going to die numerous times until you get it correct um again save states um you're going to hear that a lot because i cannot recommend uh spoiler recommend playing this on real hardware i can't recommend you buying this game uh emulate 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 because you're going to need those save states um and it's kind of fitting that almost three years, uh, three years in a month, if we want to get technical, uh, was when we covered Dragon's Lair because, uh, Dragon's Lair was a bad game, but compared to this, Dragon's Lair is the better game. Um, and that's really saying a lot because I know I was harsh and I know you were as well, Greg, uh, when we, covered dragon's lair even though you don't remember which is fair that's three and you know three years ago <laughs> uh but yeah it's like 
it's it's just like they tried something and I commend them for trying it. Um, I think if they had gone the same route they did with Dragon's Lair where they just interpreted it as a platformer and went in that direction instead of, yeah, let's do a platformer, but you still have to have precise movement and jumps like the arcade game. I think this could have been a fantastic game because there is definitely a good game here. There's a fantastic game. Like I said, the animations are great. There is so much potential here. Um, and it might be the inexperience of the people who ported it. That That's a very good possibility as well. Um, but I hate to say that because they did capture, as I stated, the essence of what the arcade game is. Um, it's just, I don't know. It just didn't translate here in gameplay. And I think what really killed this too, and I even made this in my notes, uh, two years ago, we played Chrono Trigger um, and reviewed that game. So, uh, I don't know, man. It seems like this was just a bad time to be playing Space Ace. We played so many better games in the past years <laughs> at this time. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's probably going to be some like terrible games coming up soon, uh, like in the podcast as well, too. I, yeah, uh, yeah. But, um, but, uh, but uh, yeah, uh, thank you for yeah, thank you for all that. Uh, you know, you saved me from having to save. You saved me from having to by having to say a lot of stuff. Uh, I'll just like so. I'll just like touch upon. So I'll just like yeah, yeah. So I'll just like expand upon or highlight a couple things. You get a couple things, a couple things, a couple things that you said. Um, so let's yeah, let's do the easy stuff first. Um, music. I agree with you about the music. Um, I do like how they had the original, the original, the original, the original arcade game music uh, like in the main menu. That was a nice touch, but. Um, the actual the actual music during the gameplay, however, like is pretty bad. I agree with mm. you. Uh, the sound the sound effects, however, I thought were very good. Uh, there's a lot of like um, there's a lot of, like sampled voices of, of voices and sound effects like the arcade game here. So yeah, uh, the actual the actual sound work in this game, I thought uh, the game I thought was very good. Um, I agree with you. The graphics in the game are that in the game are great. At least during the at least during the um, at, least, at least during the platformers. Uh, the side scrolling and the top down sections were like very great graphics. Um, like you know, like maybe um, the the line art could be a little, the line art was a bit wonky. I think uh, wonky. I, you know, I you know, I think the lack of shading makes the uh, makes the sprites it makes the sprites kind of appear like too sharp and pixelated. Mm. And the colors uh, and, and uh, on the overall color work was a bit too bright. I thought, but um, but the game runs smoothly. This smoothly. I didn't have any slowdown playing this game, so I don't know about you, but I had like no slowdown. So. Uh, the fact that the fact that they, the, the fact they actually the fact they actually got the got the essence most of the most of the most of the graphics from the arcade game in this game and having and having played smoothly is testament to the fact that the, the fact at least the programmers at least you know you know at least they had some experience some experience again they ported over because the programming work on this work on this game that could not have been easy yeah so um so uh, so I get like you know so I get my credit for that um. The graphics, however, like the ship, the ship, the ship sections, however, I, I really did, you know, I really didn't care for, um, uh, take care for all that much. I mean, yeah. like, you know, yes, your ship's nice, but uh, on the back, um, you know, the backgrounds, the, the, but the backgrounds just get like annoying after a while. Yeah. But, but, um, um, so, but uh, you know, I do appreciate the fact, however, because the, because because your game didn't have those ship sections. I do, so I do appreciate, the, I do appreciate like how they broke it up a little bit by having the different the different gameplay sections. Uh, like as well too. Uh, there's 22. There's 22 stages all together in this game, by the way. So, um, 
um, you know, and there's no, there's no difficult level to pick from either. Like, you know, the, the like there's the one difficult level and that's it. But, yeah. um, so, um, the controls, I, I agree with you. Uh, controls, the controls, I definitely, the controls, I definitely agree with you. Um, you like the most part, uh, they're slow, they're sluggish, they're floaty. Um, you, you can get used to it. Uh, you know, especially like, you know, like, uh, um, uh, um, you know, and I think that, they, um, um, Ace is easier to control than Dexter is. Yeah. Um, so, but you know, you, but, but you know, but uh, the angle jumping controls can be. They're, they're, I had the hard, um, you know, so I, had the, I definitely had the hardest part, like of those. I think like the hardest thing in this game to control was like, like angle jumps because those are not, you know, those are not like very good. So, um, you know, however, uh, the game, the, the game is, the, um, the game is full of like secrets, like secrets to find. However. You know, there's whole there's a whole bunch of like there's a whole bunch of like you know secret areas, secret items to find the game. If you um you um you do certain things, the right spot, that kind of stuff. So that has uh, like that like like that does help the replayability of the game some. Uh, also, I'm not sure if you realize this, Joe, but um if you want to get the best ending of the game, the very best ending of the game is so so difficult to get because uh, the actual because uh, when you finish a stage, uh, the game grades you. Uh, uh, the game gives you, um, uh, so the game gives you, like, like the game assesses you based upon the number of shots taken, number of enemies destroyed, their ability, their style, play like an overall talent. So, mm. uh, for, like, if I care about, like, if I care about getting into the game, you really, like, don't care about that. Uh, um, well, you really don't need to care about that. However, if you want to get the best ending of the game, you have to, like, you to clear all, like, to clear all 22 stages of the game, um, uh, single run with ace rating on every single stage. Yeah. So good luck with that. that well, th well, there are videos. There are videos on YouTube. For the, for like the guy did it. Of course, so, of course. But but uh, it's not easy. So you know, as um, you know, you, um, as a matter of fact, uh, to quote to quote one of those reviewers. Yeah, uh, quote one of those reviewers about that because it's actually a great line. Um, it's a tall order. Uh, quote, quote, tall water, but it, tall, tall, tall water, but it's quite doable, doable, a lot of patience, a uh, pen and paper hand, and most likely a lot of liquor hanging out, like nearby. <laughs> um, so yeah, so making maps in this game is, uh, 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 is definitely encouraged. Yeah. Uh, you know, especially, uh, uh, especially, 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 especially those like ship, uh, ship areas. And again, like the arcade game, you'd have to memorize or write down what combos and combinations to do at what time to make through the game. Because Joe said that first stage of the game is very, very difficult to difficult and you already like playing through it a lot. So um, and there's no continue feature either. You know, once your lives are out, that's it, game over. So yeah. um, the the difficulty of this level is very uh, um, is very, very high, like for sure. So um, having said all that, I don't hate the game. I don't like um, you know I don't like it, but I, I um I so I don't like but, but let me but let me see how I can best phrase this. The game, the game definitely appeals to a certain kind of gamer. You know, like uh, uh, I mean, like we said before, they tried their hardest to be, to, to retain the to retain the, the look and the look and feel and the flow of like the arcade game. So, if you're the kind of gamer who enjoys a challenge, who enjoys, uh, uh, who enjoys a very methodical platformer, as opposed to like um uh, 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 opposed to like a very fast paced. Shoot, 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 kind of that's just a um uh, 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 style game. And if you're willing, you know, you know, if you're willing to invest time, pay the time and effort into it, 
you can't have a fun uh, um, you can't have a fun time with the game. You know, I definitely can't see somebody having a fun time with the game if you have that mindset uh, to enjoy a game like this. You know, like me, I don't have the patience for this for, for, for this. But you know, I think the developers. You know, as we, yeah, as we said, that as we said, the developers succeeded in their job of trying to uh, you're you're trying to make a game that uh, the game the characters feel like the, the characters feel like their hate game. Whether or, not, whether, or not, whether or not it's a good thing or a bad thing depends upon depends upon your own, your, your patient tolerance for games like this and whatnot. So you know, I didn't like this game a lot, but I, a lot at the same time. But at the same time, but at the same time, I can't hate it because they said because they said I'm. I realize I'm. I realize I'm just not the kind of gamer for those games Flex for. But you know, this is for a very. You know, this is for a very. This is for somebody who's a fan, who's a fan, who's a big fan, a big fan like the original K game, who was willing to put in the time, the money, the money, and the effort to to to, uh, to, uh, to, 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 get, to, to, to do well in this, and and yeah, if you bought the game or was given the game as gift as, as gift back then, you probably would you you you, 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 feel like you probably would want to you probably would feel obligated to to, to, to do that, but because yeah. the actual the actual the actual playthroughs of this game online are pretty short, like forty five minutes, like yeah. give or take, so. Once you know what you're doing, the actual, the actual, the actual, the actual time for this game is not, um, you know, it's not long. But, you know, just like I said, it just, you know, it, you know, it depends upon programming, pro- programming challenge, achievement challenge. The developers, the developers exceed it. Like I said, whether or not, whether or not the game's quote unquote fun for you depends upon, you, uh, 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 depends upon, um, you, 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 you depends upon what you're looking for. I think so. You know, I just can't bring myself to hate it. Like I can't, like you know, I can't, like I can't bring myself to hate this game because I think this game, for what it's trying to achieve, that very niche, niche style player does a very good job at it. But it's not for the common, for the common gamer out there for sure. For, for sure, it's not for like you or I, definitely. So, yeah, hundred percent. Like, like I said, you know, I'm, I'm. It sounds like I'm poo pooing the game, and you know, I am to a point. Um, but you know, like you said, it's an incredible feat that the they were able to emulate that gameplay of the arcade here in you know super nes 16-bit form so you have to commend them for that and i'm with you like i don't absolutely hate this game um but it's not something i'm going to go back and play anytime soon <laughs> yeah fuck um so yeah so uh, i think also uh, um uh Right. Uh, actually, I actually was compared. So I don't know if you've ever played this game before, Joe. But I actually was minded to play this game. I actually was minded. Uh, so actually, I actually think this game has a lot in common with another, with another notorious, very hard, uh, very hard NES game. Um, I'm not sure if you've played it. Um, so it reminded me. Like, reminded me a lot. Played a lot like Legacy of the Wizard. No, I haven't played that. Yeah, it's it's very similar in many ways. It's, uh, in many ways, both games. Both games. Are both games are very slow, difficult games. We we have to like you know take your time, make maps, spend hours upon hours and hours. They don't really make any progress, but you know for those people who but but like the legs they won't do with Wizard to this day. They have um you you know they're you know they're very like passionate uh, um uh, cult the cult following of the, the the game of the game because because of all those factors so. And you know, Space Age, Space Age, like really reminds me of um, you like that game like in many ways. So, um, but yeah, yeah, and, and also speaking about a challenge, uh, my research research for this game, uh, the Japanese, the Japanese had a much higher opinion of this game than Americans did apparently because you know they actually, 
you know, they actually, you know, they actually, they actually appreciated um, the consistency, the challenge level, like the overall logic of the game. So, yeah. uh, I mean, like, I mean, if I missed you, the big, the big bag at the game magazine over there, actually, actually rated, actually, actually rated the game pretty well. Um, you know, they gave it like twenty five to forty. So, um, I think this game probably, this game, this game definitely has a bigger following, like following Japan than just like anywhere else in the world. It seems like. Yeah, I mean, I, I would assume this is very much like some of those uh, Amiga games and uh, Amstrad games that they would, you know, the computer-based games that they would have. Um, some of those were um, very much like this, where they were slow and methodical. Um, some of them were difficult. So I can see how Europeans would actually be at home with a port like this, in all, in all reality. And that's not a knock on them. That's just you know, the different mindset. They were used to more computer-based gaming versus, you know, us with our controllers and whatnot. Right. So, speaking about, like, reviews, uh, the reviews of this game were mixed, uh, like, were mixed, like, like, were mixed when it was released, and released, reviews of the game are still mixed today. Um, the contemporary, contemporary critics tend to be a little bit harsher on this game, you mm. know, calling it like one of the worst games in the system. But you know, there are some people, you know, you know, like I said, you know, there are some people, you know, there are some people that really like, enjoy the game still. So, yeah. um, but you know, but, but you know, like uh, you know, like most, you know, most magazines back in the day just basically said they can like, uh, um, you know, the, you know, basically said the same thing about the game that we just said. Like you know, graphics, the graphics are great. Uh, you know, the variety of gameplay is great. Um, uh, like you know, the the, um, the, um, the the gameplay, the gameplay, the gameplay got re- the the, uh, the gameplay overall, like being like you know slow, methodical, like repetitive, uh, frustrating, frustrating parts. Um, the, the controls, the jumps, especially, were something that they commented on a lot. So, which again is not, which again, is, yeah, it's not that great. So, um, so yeah, so just a, uh, but uh, yeah, so modern, like I said, like I said, modern reviewers tend to be a bit harsher. Um, you know, but there are. Um, but there are still, um, I, um, but, there, uh, but there are some people, uh, people out there like super that enjoy this game. So, um, you know, but like I said before, it depends on the kind of gamer you are, I think. So, but uh, um, so there is, so like there are like, uh, so there's so many like, just, just like I mentioned, there's so many, there's so many hidden areas, these secret I seek to find this game, whatever. I'm not gonna like touch up, um, touch all them here. Uh, there is, there is, however, one cold in this game. There is uh, one cold in the game. There is the, uh, there, uh, there is, there, there is, a, there is, there is a stage selector code that you can do on the, on uh, the title screen. So you, you know, like at least that way, you'll be able to, uh, to, to, like, advance the game. And if you use that code, uh, you'll be able to, like, hold down the R button and walk over pits as well too, as added bonus. Oh. So, uh, so there, so there is one cheat code to make your game a little, a little bit easier at least. And probably, but, um, uh, um, uh, like a parts. So, um, this this game this game seems like a sold this game seems seems like a sold reasonably well. I mean, I mean, I mean, it's not super common, but it's not the most uncommon game either. Uh, you know, you know, there are copies there are copies to be had online of this game like pretty easily. Uh, the time to research eBay had four seven copies of this game listed recently with whole copies of the game like recently sold. Uh, but because of the fact, but, but, but because but because of how hard the game is, because it's over, because of generally overall negative negative reception, this is actually this is actually one of the cheaper Super NES games to pick up for your collection. Mm. So um, these prices include shipping. Uh, cart prices of the cart prices uh, 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 cart prices of the game uh, the games that the game sold recently 
uh, ran from nine dollars fifty cents to three dollars. So like you know, like and and CIB copies, uh, ran uh, and CIB copies. There were two, there were two copies of the game so recently. One 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 for for one for fifty three dollars and like one for ninety dollars, depending upon the overall quality of the box and the contents, contents and whatever. So, not a very expensive game to get for your collection. Um, you know, even like you know, you know, even a steel copy of this game so recently for one hundred thirty eight dollars. Yeah. So, um. There, there, there also, there also was a graded copy of the game. The, the graded copy of the game is so recently for four fifteen, but you know, graded, the graded copies are nuts anyway. So, I, like, so there's not really grade, grade's not really like a fair representation, a fair representation like what the games actually were that, like were that, like were that. I don't think yeah. so. Uh, we'll just, so, we'll just, so we'll just know that it's not liar. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but, but yeah. But yeah, overall, but, but, but yeah, but overall, they were collecting this, they uh, collecting this, they collecting this, 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 yeah, you know, this, this is cheap, this relatively cheap game to get for your, um, cheap game to pick up. So, yeah, and as a collector, I mean, you know, I said don't play this on real hardware because you're gonna need those save states. But the game is cheap enough. Like this is one of those I'd be like, yeah, pick up a card if you can. But uh, st- still, emulate it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh, the last question, the last question I was thinking about, though, the like one I want to, like, ask you, um, your, uh, um, like, opinion about is, like, you know, this game is very, very different to, like, an arcade game, so the question I was just wondering is, like, is it more, um, so, is, so having said all that, is it, is, it, is it worthwhile to play this version of the game now, when you can get the arcade version of the game running so perfectly on either, like, the arcade one-up cab or, like, a modern computer system, uh, or, um, uh, Player concert because it's like the games are different enough that maybe that maybe you can see the appeal in playing the Super Nintendo version of the game nowadays. And I'm also like the arcade version of the game is so commonly available, runs so well, is such a better experience overall. Why bother? Like you, um, so like so I like so I really, like, like I really don't know if I have a, I, yes I really I really I don't have a full answer to that. So I think you asked me the same question when we recorded Dragon's Lair. Um, I probably did. And I <laughs> and I am honestly going to answer it the the very same way. Um, play the arcade versions or like the ports that we have now for other systems that play the arcade version and emulate it perfectly. Um, these Super Nintendo ports or the NES port or the Game Boy port, um, as far as, you know, Dragon's Lair is concerned, um, in my opinion, just play the arcade version. Um, the ports are interesting for their time frame. If we were still in a world where, for some reason, technology has not advanced and we can't emulate arcade games or whatever reason in the Super Nintendo and Nintendo and Game Boy ports are all we had, then absolutely, I could easily recommend one of the ports. Um, but since we live in a crazy world where pretty much uh, if you have the will, there is a way to get these things to run and work perfectly, um, even if you do not have the ports um, available to you, I absolutely say play the original games um that were originally presented in the arcade and if 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 and this is a very small if um (laughs) you for some reason feel you need some more spaces and you just did not get enough from that arcade experience then sure check this out um but don't say we didn't warn you (laughs) 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 that's 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 where i'm gonna leave that one but uh yeah in my opinion with the arcade 
uh, originals being able to be played as they were technically intended um, with, you know, a controller rather than an arcade base. Um, I, I don't see a reason for the ports, but, you know, there's people out there that, you know, still enjoy playing, say, Turtles in Time for the Super Nintendo, um, even though you could play the arcade game. And, you know, in my opinion, the arcade game is the better experience. But there are others who love Turtles in Time for the Super Nintendo. And I'm not going to take that away from them. Uh, because, you know, maybe you've beaten the arcade game God knows how many times. And you want that change of uh, pace, you know, that you get from the Super Nintendo version. The extra levels. Um, you know, the different mechanics and whatnot. Yes, that's definitely me. But I think that Turtles in Time is better on Super NES. Yeah, but <laughs> this is like an arcade. So, um, but yeah, you're wrong. But I, but I, you know, like to have your opinion. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, yeah, yeah, okay, uh, yep, uh, uh, you know, that's a good assessment. And like I said before, I, I um, so I agree with all that mostly. Um, uh, you know, I, like uh, um, again, um, again, I'll just add on the point that you know, if you're the kind of gamer who enjoys a game like this. You know, aka Legacy of the Wizard. Um, you know, like you know, like you know, like, um, and you're willing to put you, know, and you're willing to put in the challenge, the challenge, the time. You know, the, you know, like, you know, the, there could be, you know, there could be some fun in this game still. So, but um, um, I'm glad they got, so like I'm also glad they carried over the death. Uh, um, so I'm also glad they carried over the death animations in this game because the death animations are very good. So yeah, uh, because you will see yourself die a lot. So, <laughs> um, you know, at least they were carried over like very well. So. Um, Anyway, so that's Space Ace. Uh, interesting game, uh, for sure, at least. So um, uh, let's see. On the podcast next, we're covering. Um, we're going to be covering another um, another platformer, but a very different style of platformer. Uh, I think this is your pick, Joe. Uh, we're going to be looking at the Lord of the Rings on the Super NES, loosely based upon the books. I'm thinking the books because obviously the movies have not come out yet. Correct. At uh, that point, so. Um, I know nothing about this, uh, so I'll be going to a blind. So, so I'd be curious, be curious to see how it is. Believe it or not, I will also be going in blind. Um, this is one of those that, like, it's I've, I've always seen it in ROM packs uh, for the Super Nintendo, and it's just one of those, like, you see it, I go, huh, I wonder how that game actually is. But then I never <laughs> build up the gall to be able to actually load the game up and check it out because... Um, I just, you know, like, when I think of Lord of the Rings, I think RPG, automatically, like, RPG comes to mind, and I just, I have to be in the right mindset to be able to just be like, you know what, I'm just gonna boot up an RPG and start playing it. Um, so, you know, I've never been in that mindset for Lord of the Rings, and I figured by putting it here on the podcast, I don't have a choice, I have to play it now. So, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to this one. Yeah, I've not played a lot of Lord of the Rings games. Period. Uh, you know, there, um, you know, there was a uh, there was not a released uh, twenty six hundred uh, game uh, Lord of the Rings based on the, the um, based on the books. Also, never came out, but was complete. Huh. Um, I have um, 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 I did play Shadows of Mordor a little bit. So that was a that, um, um, that was a fun game, but it's like very very different. I, oh yeah, you really can't. Oh, yeah. you, yeah. you really can't. I mean, it, I, I mean, set like 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 set in that world. But it doesn't. But it doesn't really have too much to do with the uh, on the books, the movies. So right. um, it builds off the lore that the uh, uh, movies created. Yes. Yeah. 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 So, but so yeah. Uh, yeah, I agree with you. This, uh, I agree. With you. This should be interesting. So, <clears throat> you know, like maybe it'd be a good game, maybe it'd be a bad game. We don't know. So, yeah. uh, tune next time to find out. Yep. So, 
Um, if you have any questions, comments, suggestions, feel free to leave my Facebook page. You can also email me directly at the SNSPodcast.com. We will be coming at you again in two weeks, as always. Uh, Joe, where can they reach you at? You can reach me at J-O-E-S-U-X-3-0 on Twitter. Uh, I also do the Radical Retro Roundup uh, podcast, which, uh, I mean, you can Google me or the podcast and it it pops up so i don't have to go through the whole spiel of where you can find it but uh there is a public uh facebook page for the podcast and we do once a month so um and uh we were talking a little bit off mic but uh the next two months are slated to be shadow run for the snes and then for the genesis so uh yeah it's gonna be fun now playing uh uh, we'll be recording next week, so I've gotten through as much of the Super Nintendo version I'm going to get through, but now i got to play Lord of the Rings as well as Shadowrun for the Genesis coinciding, so this should be a fun uh, next two weeks for sure. <laughs> right, yeah, for, yeah, 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 definitely. So, yeah, yes, looking forward to it for sure. But uh, Anyway, uh, appreciate everybody appreciate listening to the podcast as always. Uh, thank you very much. Uh, stay safe, uh, be well, and catch you again next time. Bye. Nintendo controls 80% of the video market. But no matter how you play the game, or which game you play, things definitely have come a long way since Pac-Man. Now you're playing with power. Deep of power.